All right, guys, we got here Ian Lobus, founder of the Men on Purpose movement. Super excited to dive deep into this one. What's going on, Ian? Man, I'm great. Super early in the morning in LA, and I just always get up early for a podcast. Although, yes, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I've been up since five, just getting stuff done to make sure that I can have the time with my kitties. And like, speaking of consistency, that's something that I never compromise on. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's dive right deep into that. What are some of your non-negotiables? I know that you're a big prominent podcaster. How does that work when you're constantly probably with people on the East Coast, just business in general being on the sure. West Coast? I mean, my coaching business, we have clients all over the world, Japan, Brazil, China, here in the US, Canada, Mexico. And it, you just, you work with it. I moved from the East Coast last year or in 2021 to the West Coast, which made it a little more difficult. It doesn't matter. It, it's what you got to do. So if I got to get up at 6 a.m. and take a coaching call because it's more convenient for the client, like it is what it is. Now, there's a time that like I keep very consistent with the time for me, the time for my kids and the time for my partnership and like with my wife and the time for the business. And I'm very specific with that. Yes, there's there's going to be some crossover. There's going to be some things you got to do. Like on Wednesday and Thursdays, we have one of our evening masterminds each day. And so it goes to 6.30. So maybe I'm not able to do everything I want to do in the evening with my kids. Yet after six, after that podcast is over, there's there's no more calls. There's no more business. There's no like put them in bed and come back. None of that. It's It has to be done so that I can not only put my kids to bed and feel great about that and not regret that, it has to be where I don't have to then compromise my time for me and go back to the business stuff. There are the occasional times where you got to pull an all-nighter or something, right? Yet there is no compromise. There's no compromise. You got to make time for you, got to make time for the kids, got to make time for the, for the partnership. It's the only way. And then the business gets to rest. What people don't understand is some people may view that as extreme, but what the crazy thing is, is like that level of discipline is actually what earns you the freedom yeah. that you deserve in your life, right? So now yeah. me being a productivity hacking junkie, just selfishly, I would love to know like what type of systems or software do you use to really integrate that and actually make it a possibility to keep that level of discipline? The systems and software come next. My buddy Keith Yaki was on with me yesterday on the Mental Purpose podcast, and we were talking about this one thing that you need for sustainable success, both internally and externally, which is discipline. And I was not born with discipline. I'm as ADHD as they come. I just made a commitment to myself that these are the results that I want for my life. And these are the goals that I want. And these are the systems that I'm going to have to work that work for me. So it's an adopt and adapt type of thing. I, I talked to too many guys that adopt a system and they try and work it, they just don't adapt it to their lifestyle, the way their brain works, the way their family works. And that's not a recipe for success. So the first thing you got to have is, I think people call it like a burning desire. The burning desire is kind of like gets the plane down the runway. The burning desire will not keep a plane afloat for a 4,000 mile journey. You must have discipline and you must have integrity to your commitments. And that is a practice acquired habit. It's the only way. And so the systems that I have in place for myself personally are like, I have a weekly planner that I developed for myself because that's what works for me. And I put and allocate my time and energy in the four or five main categories of my life. And that's where I start. First is personal. It always has to be personal. That can never be compromised because if you're not taking care of you and caring for you, loving on you, 
putting you first, making you a priority. You can't practice that habit for everybody else. And then that's when the guys that come to me for coaching, they've been doing that for 15 years and they realize, man, I'm 40 years old or 45 years old. Damn, I, I haven't put me first. I've been putting all these other people first thinking I'm a provider and I got to do this. So it's personal always. Then it's my partnership, right? With my wife, my marriage, which I say partnership because I believe that a marriage is the result of the partnership, right? If you don't work on the partnership, the marriage doesn't work. And if you get divorced and you have kids, you still have to have a good partnership, right? Then it's the kids. I spend an average of 42 and a half hours with my kids a week. I dare you to find any other dad that does that and runs two businesses like I do, plus a little Turo business on the side. And then it's my business. And that's how it goes. And my business gets the best of me. However, I only said about six hours that I work in the business or on the business each day during the week. There are some Saturday mornings I'll jump up. Like this week, we got an influx of people into the mental purpose community. Like I think we got like 125 new people. So that takes a little bit of time for me to figure out those systems to then give them to my VAs because it's new. Like that system of putting myself first and then having that conversation with myself when I get up and I'm like, oh God, I don't want to do this today. Or like it's raining in Southern California, which is like everybody's depressed today. It's just that kind of day. And it's like, hey, this is your commitment. This is what's at stake if you don't hit it. And these are the results you want. So you got to be willing to do whatever it takes. And that mindset, you do whatever it takes to get that result, as long as it serves your entire life and not just the money or not just people pleasing, as long as it's complete in your whole life and you put you first, you're good. So there's not like a program or a software that I use. Honestly, I'll forget to use the, like the software on my phone. And that's how I built the curriculum for mental purpose. I developed these systems for myself that now other men are able to use and they are black and white formulas. They are no like, do you feel like you, you know, completed your task? Do you feel great about yourself? No, it's, did you complete your task? Yes or no. Did you prep yourself for tomorrow? Yes or no. Okay. And now you can gauge how you feel because feelings are fleeting, right? Formulas are forever. There, there's, there's no sustainability in a feeling. Oh, dude, I love everything you're saying. And that's exactly yeah. what we've built Consistency Wins around is the model of like motivation really is a myth, right? Yeah. That's really all it is to get you started. Like for me, full transparency, it was just honestly getting into this radical personal downloads because I wanted to get my ex-girlfriend back back in the day, yeah. right? And nice. that, that just got me into this like weird world of like just radical toxic positivity, which was good. And yep. then eventually I tricked my subconscious into like believing I was that guy. And then I started to create a system because I'm like, all right, that motivation doesn't show up every day. I don't yeah. want to get out of bed, but how can yeah. I create a system of these micro, micro, micro habits each day that push me forward? And then I'm sticking to those no matter how I feel. And then yeah. I can assess how I feel after because the needle's got to get pushed forward no matter how the fuck I feel. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. I stopped setting 10-year. I stopped setting five-year goals. I stopped setting three-year goals. And I started setting one-year projections and visions for what my life will look like, what my business, what my family... Then I started setting one month and then I started setting the check-ins, right? The check-in is really the goal. The result is the result. The goal is like the short hop. I talk to guys all the time. They're like, let me share my 10-year vision. I'm like, guys, 10 years ago, I was, I didn't have any gray in my beard, right? I was 30 years old. I was putting on a tie and a suit every day, slinging real estate in Baltimore. No, I was not the guy that could run a personal development company or a movement for that matter, or speak like this on a podcast. 
And I think most people, like 98%, they set these goals that are external and they forget about the human growth in there. And they forget this little adage that I, I learned way back when, and I love it, and it still sits with me today, that your life grows to the extent that you do. Your life doesn't grow to the extent that, of the money that you make because you're still going to be miserable. That's why most billionaires are, are suicidal or depressed. And at that point, 10 years projected in the, in the future, like you can take five minutes and go, in 10 years, I want to be living here or I want to be there or I want to be on an island somewhere and retired. Then leave it there and go back to the lead indicators that'll lead up to something like that. Always separate things from the professional, the personal level. You got to understand who you need to become because the fact of the matter is the goals or results that you want or the goals that you set, you most likely are not the man that can actually hit those at a consistent or sustainable level. Like your girlfriend's situation, you weren't the man that could keep her or you would have kept her. Did you get her back by the way? I did, but then I realized I didn't want her. Okay. Started growing <laughs> so you became the man that got her back and then realized through that clarity or that confidence or the elimination of the stuff inside that was holding you back before, you realized, not for me. And you never would have gotten that before. Never. Unless you did the work on you. So if there's any consistency in my life that's, that is the most hardcore, it is constant and ever-evolving personal development. Constant. And so I'd like to back up a little bit, right? So you've got a couple of businesses you're running. You just moved out West. Where have you been in life that's led to you to where you are today? And where are you exactly today? So talk about maybe just what you've been through that's got you to where you are today. And then also what it is yeah. that you're doing today and building today. I worked for my dad's shipping company, ran that for a number of years when I got out of college in my twenties. And then in 2012, like the economic downturn of 2008 kind of hit us really hard with some clients, some big, big clients that went out of business. And then I, you know, left there and started teaching swimming lessons for 10 bucks an hour in the summer of 2012 because I didn't have that faith in me. I didn't understand that I needed to grow. I just thought, just go out and crank it. And so then I got my real estate license and, and built a team. We became successful in that. It, and again, it was misaligned. It was just, it was misaligned. And I was failing over and over again. Even though I was very successful, I was failing as a human, as a man, as a father, as a husband yet succeeding wildly in business, filling a bank account, being the provider. However, that wasn't the thing that actually moved the needle. And then I realized one day when my wife said to me, hey, look, you, like I know who you really are authentically. However, some people are getting that and some people aren't. And if you can't figure out a way to find the real you, like the guy that I know, the guy that I married, I have to leave. And that was in 2016. And my daughter was, you know, a baby, a little baby. And it hit me so hard. Normally I'd be this massively defiant guy. And in that situation, when my wife said, are you really the model of a man that you want your daughter to attract in her life one day? I thought, no, I'm not. And it just shifted me. And I got very clearly obsessed with personal development and the internal growth that I needed to become that man that could be the best husband and be the best father and be the best business owner and leader. So I've been through a lot of crazy stuff. I've had some, like I said, successes. I've had a lot of failures. However, all of those led up to like the me today. And I wouldn't be who I am as a coach or as a business owner or a father being able to spend that kind of like 40 plus hours with my kids a week. That's a lot of time. And nothing else is sacrificed in my life. So I wouldn't be there if it wasn't for these failures. So like 
advice wise, I tell people fail hard, as hard as you can, as fast as you can, because there's so many great lessons in there. And then understand a formula for after failure, whether it's a little failure or a big failure, you are in charge of picking yourself up and moving yourself through that cataloging or documenting the stuff that you learned and understanding that, okay, that wasn't the way to go. Maybe this is the way to go and not being afraid to get back up on the horse. Mm -hmm. I love that, man. And that's why mentorship and community is so important. But what people don't realize is that the first thing they do is try and get mentorship and community before they fail. The only way you can really grow is by failing first and then leaning on mentorship and community to learn and fast track that growth a little bit more. And so so with that, I'd love to know a little bit more about the business model and the men on purpose group in general. Like what's your mission? Who do you serve? Tell us a little bit more about the company in general. So when I was kind of, let's just say lost, when I was lost before, it was because, you know, what I figured out was because I don't really know where I'm going. I have these goals and I have these results and these things that I want for my life and things that money can buy and all these things for my family. Yet the operator of the machine, Ian, was lost and he was just floundering, looking really good on the outside and like crumbling inside. So I figure, what is the foundational aspect that I needed and that most men need? And that is, who are you? And where are you actually going? Like, what are you meant to do here? Why are you here? So those two questions I started asking myself, who am I and why am I here? And I started to figure out my my real purpose. And I built all these exercises for the mental purpose community, like to help guys. We have a course called VMP. That's literally what that does. It's a six-week course. It just helps you clear out all the stuff to identify why you're here and who you really are. And I find it helps set the foundation to help these guys, which is our mission is to help empower 10 million men to free themselves of internal restriction and constraints so they can live the most fulfilling, authentic, and regret-free lives possible. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to get to a certain point where your kids get older or that season ends when they're little or your marriage ends or your marriage got stale or you're on your deathbed and start processing all those crazy regrets. You got to do stuff now. So the biggest thing you got to do is you got to get out of the middle of your life and get to the perimeter and start to look in and go, oh, that's why I'm here. Oh, that's the real authentic me. Okay. That's when I was truly fulfilled and happy. Got it. And so the guys that we're, that we serve are, I would say that our self, our self serve courses or whatever you call them, like self-guided courses are for anybody looking to really align and understand why they're here and who they are. And then our higher level stuff, like our group coaching and our our masterminds and our one-on-one coaching and our retreats are really for guys from like 35 to 47 who are starting to really realize that the trajectory they've been on with their business and with making money and being a provider, it hasn't gotten into the place they actually want it to be, which is comfortable or confident with who they really are. They, They don't know because the business or the money or the family's dynamic or that car they drive became their identity. And now they're kind of waking up for for a not like not to use a cliche term, but they're kind of waking up and looking around and going, damn, I thought by the time I got here or to this age or to this money level or to this amount of properties or to this, you know, corporate level, that life would be different and it's not. And so that these guys are done lying to themselves and they're they're thinking like, what do I do now? And the answer is now we got to find out who you really are when you strip all that other stuff away. And we got to figure out why you're really here so we can align you with that path and you can start taking action every single day so that you have this time frame to work within for that. And then you spend this time with your kids and this time on you and this time with your spouse. And now you're living a counterbalanced life and you're actually happy from the inside out. And 
Money doesn't have the same relationship with you anymore. Use money as a tool, not money as a drug. And your relationship is not based on sex or buying your wife stuff. Like it's based on present moment and based on stuff that you're communicating and sharing vulnerability. So that's what these guys are looking for. And your life turns. And you, when you find that alignment, it, it's, it's the most beautiful thing. Guys go, oh my God, that is why I'm here. Wow. Like I'm going to start making changes right now. And that big North star guides the, the growth and the personal development. And when you bump up against the wall, when you hit a fail point, you go, no, I got I, I got to move around this thing. I'm not going to stop and like go drink and drown myself in that or go out and, you know, escape with this or avoid with that. I'm going to stay focused because there is only one irreplaceable me. That's me. Other than that and all the other stuff that I was doing, I'm replaceable. And so that's what we're helping guys find is like, who are you as an irreplaceable being on this planet that only you were meant to do this thing on this planet to impact it or impact people? And it doesn't have to be big. It could be your local community. It could be your kid's school. It could be the world. So we're helping men align with that mission, that purpose, that person they need to become. So they have this very clear, structured, systematic path forward that like breaks them from so much stuff that's been holding them back. That is such an amazing point. And, and yeah. what I've come to find, and I'm not, I don't claim to be a, you know, in, in this specific niche of demographic of like 35 to 47, Landon and I are both 26, but what we've come to find is that that specific demographic of men are the, one of the most underserved humans, especially yeah. in America, right? It's yeah. not attractive to talk about feeling. It's not attractive to talk about addiction. Like the next, I said all the time, the next opioid crisis is gambling and porn addiction, something that yeah. nobody ever talks about because it's just so normal and gamified at this point. Yeah. So what would you say is the biggest limiting belief holding men back, you know, in this space that you guys have to break through? In our space with that, with that age demographic, it's that they have to be a provider and that their job, their mission in this, on this planet and their whole purpose on being here is that they're to provide and their family is their purpose or their job is their purpose. And you couldn't be more mistaken. Your family is an obligation, right? It was a choice you made. You didn't like, th there wasn't, this wasn't, this wasn't like magic. You made a choice to date a girl or a guy and you you made a choice to get married and you made a choice to have sex. And you, and you know, if you want to put the God aspect in there, okay, let's talk about the miracle of children if you want to. Other than that, there's choices that you made. So there's, there's a follow through with the choices that you made, which are you got to be the best husband you can be and support your wife and you got to support your family. That's not your purpose or your mission. So the biggest thing that I have to help guys empower themselves to work through, right? I can't do the work for them, is that shift in mindset that they're not just a provider or a bank account or the guy that coaches their Little League game. It's much bigger than that. And to have that mindset from a guy in the professional world who can make millions, let's say, and go home and go, how come these freaking skills aren't transferable, man? Like, why is that I can negotiate a $20 million deal, but I can't negotiate to not do dishes or put my kids to bed. Like, what the hell? And so that's where the, that's where the escapism comes in with the porn and the alcohol and drugs and gambling or whatever it might be. I think money as an addiction needs to be called to the forefront too. Workaholism and money are more detrimental to everybody around you in general than alcoholism and drug use is, in my opinion, in my opinion. And I come from an entire lineage like eight generations of alcoholics, and I'm the only one. Miraculously, no, it's choice. I choose not to escape or avoid. I choose to face this stuff 
And I have the right tools in place to be able to do that. And that's what we're being able to give guys is the actual tools in place to work themselves through these challenging situations that they used to escape from. And that's the, one of the biggest challenges I've seen myself. And I could think I could speak for Landon here as well is that a lot of times when we're starting to feel things come up, I just hide in this sense of radical productivity of like, I'm just, yeah. it's never tough to get in front of the computer and just get to work. For yeah. me, it's tough to just stop and be where my actual feet are and get off my phone and all this stuff. So how do you create that balance? And, and you know, what are some foundations? What are some things that we can start doing as men to also like in this, this paradigm of trying to be a strong man in a presence and hard to kill, but at the same time, empathetic and sure. have feelings and have emotions, all these different dynamics. There's so many confusing ways to, to like to, to process. What are some really foundational small things that we can do today to actually start building that practice? It comes from a place of curiosity, right? You have to be curious. And in that place of curiosity, you've got to face yourself in the mirror and ask yourself some questions. And a lot of the, the, a lot of the guys, I ask them the same question. What are you running from and what are you running towards so fast? Because in this perpetual busyness that most guys are experiencing, right? That escapism of busyness, that busyness to avoid. They're avoiding dealing with something inside of them. It's not dealing with their spouse or their kids or, you know, facing the fact that they need to drop some pounds or whatever it might be. They're facing a monster that's chasing them. So they're running even faster towards something. And the problem is when they get to like that average of 40, they realize that that run is not getting them anywhere or where they thought they, it would get them. So one of the biggest things I tell guys is let's adopt a mindset of curiosity. Let's look in a mirror and let's say, what am I running so fast toward? Like, what is this finish line that I think I'm going to hit? Because there is no finish line. Even at death, if you're on the right mission, you'll inspire others to pick up your mission, right? And you'll actually have a statue created versus just some sentence in an obituary that when that period hits, like you're done, that's it. Nobody's going to think about you anymore. And that's, that's hard to process. And then like, what are you running so fast toward? What's that finish line? And then the other question, which is like the, the, the duality of it is, what are you running from? What are you running from that if you could turn and face this thing, what do you think is going to be behind you that catches up and scares the shit out of you? What is that? And then we dig into that. And I have formulas that help guys dig, dig, dig into that, whether it's a old programming and beliefs or an old mindset or an old habits or old attitude from the past or behaviors. Like facing those two questions and being honest with yourself and evolving those over time and continually asking you, yourself, what am I running from and what am I running toward? Because most guys are running toward this thing called financial freedom, which never fucking happens. It's not a thing. I tell guys all the time, you can get financially free all you want. So the dollars just automatically come in and your bills are automatically paid. But the moment that you get financially free is the moment that you have way more time to suffer inside and deal with your shit. But you won't deal with it because you have a habit of running from it, right? So when guys are running toward this thing called financial freedom, or I want more vacations, or I want to start my own business, or I want more time with my family, we have to think about that monster. And when we face that monster, we can actually start to dissipate all the power that the monster had, which was maybe mom and dad told you you weren't good enough, or your, your teacher made fun of you, or whatever happened to you in your past, whatever traumas. When we start to clear those things out, then the, the air becomes lighter and all the shit that he's been holding on to, like the, the analogy I use is Michelangelo's David, when Michelangelo said, you know, I didn't create the David. I chipped away pieces of marble that weren't David. That's what we're doing with the men. We're chipping away the pieces of marble that don't serve them anymore. And who is there? Who's there? Them, the authentic them. And they can think better and differently and, and act and operate their lives differently. 
at that point. So that that mindset of curiosity is probably the 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 most powerful thing. And then I mean there's there's other things they can do like I think they all have to do with that piece in some capacity like the the questions of really what are you running from and when you face those you can start building habits and formulas around how to not run from those anymore and actually learn to face all your stuff. So listen, addictions those things dissipate when you face the monster. And facing the monster might be the hardest thing. And the monster might be the guy in the mirror that you've never said I love you to or never said I actually like me. I don't like watching football on Sundays. I do it because my friends are going to talk about it on Monday and I want to be a part of the group. But the moment you can say, you know what, guys, I don't, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do this for me. And you can say, I can let those friends go if they choose not to like me for the authentic me. Like You got power. You have real power at that point. Important power that money can never buy, right? That internal freedom is the only thing that can that can power that. So, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Tell our listeners about your businesses today, and then your vision for them over the next X amount of months, years, however you frame that. What which what are you excited about, and and where do you see your your world? How do you see it evolving, business wise? Sorry. Yeah, our mission is is 10 million, 10 million men, right, empowered to, to free themselves of internal restriction and constraint. You have to put a metric on your mission because you gotta be able to track it. The vision can be something like big and grand. The 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 mission has to be something quantifiable. And that's the other thing that I, I tell guys, like if you can't quantify your internal growth, you can't, you're not measuring. You can't, you can't gauge what's going on with you. And so the the 10 million men thing is what we're we're seeking after and that's really my lifetime and if i can hit it in my lifetime awesome if not somebody is going to pick up the mental purpose mission and movement and they're going to roll with it to hit that number and beyond i mean you could talk about money all day it's really the men who are serving that is the most important piece and i mean our podcast growth is coming up our communities is growing really rapidly at this point we've got amazing systems and a team behind the scenes at like the mental purpose organization I'm focused on building content, serving the clients, and making sure that we are making that real impact, right? The real mission and purpose that I have on this planet to do this men's work. And I mean, you can talk about money all day. I mean, I have a vision of a $50 million a year company, and I think it's very doable. I don't focus on that. It's just a result of of the service that I have toward these guys and the exercises that I built, the type of community and the type of 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 safety and support and structure that I build within it, that money just, that money will flow. So aside from that, we have a lot of retreats coming up this year. And our goal is to purchase some some retreat houses all around the country, which is an additional revenue source for the company. And also just somewhere we can go, we know the property, it's not a different one. And we can like really hold a safe space for these guys to do some of that really deep level internal work. Who's, you know, the guys that are ready, obviously. And then obviously we can Airbnb that too. And I like Turo. I love running cars on Turo as a side hustle. It's fun. It, they make a lot of money, especially here in LA. And I'd like to pair those cars with our short-term rentals or our medium-term rentals. And I don't know, I'm just interested in things. You know, I know my mission. I know my purpose. I know my vision. And I know why I'm here. And I know exactly who I am. And I also want to try different things too, just to see, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So a couple more questions on sure. my end. And we're coming up on the half hour mark here mm-hmm. where we like to kind of wrap things up. What does consistency mean to you? And how can our listeners follow you and connect with you and, and follow your journey? Yeah. So consistency, I mean, I think there's only one definition. It's like staying on something, doing something in a repetitive fashion. There's an aspect of self-trust in there that most guys don't have. And they've got to be able to trust themselves to make pivots 
when they know the pivot will serve them. And listen to that language, audience, not when you feel like it, when you know confidently and trust yourself that a pivot will serve you. Yet you're staying consistent with your commitment to you, commitment to your business, commitment to your family, you being first. That is a commitment that will never fade and that integrity should never fade. You also have to be able to build that level of trust in yourself to say, like this morning, I didn't get up and work out. It's pouring rain. It's disgusting out. Today's a run day. And I'm like, you know what? I think what serves me best right now is to finish this book, understanding like it's a deep level scientific book on the ADD mind. I really want to understand that at a deeper level because I'm serving a lot of clients that have that same brain that I do. And I felt like an hour's worth of reading would serve me better than an hour's worth of running in the rain, right? So I was able to trust myself and not go back on that and not beat myself up later or cuss myself out or feel bad about it. I said, what's the decision? What will serve best right now? I really need to learn more about this to help more guys out and to be able to continue to grow myself. Got it. Then that's what serves. Roll. And that's it. Like consistency is in your commitment to you and your work and figuring out the best version of you and constantly revealing that guy and then showing that guy to the rest of the world. Staying consistent in your commitment and your integrity is all that matters. And then trusting yourself consistently to make decisions that serve you best and your family and your world best. I think that's secondary after that. And the way that people can find me, menonpurpose.net. That's it. Everything lives on menonpurpose.net. The podcast is there. The, the coaching programs, our retreats, our free, we have like six or seven freebies that people can go and grab. Our Men on Purpose community on Facebook is free. It's got like a thousand members plus and dropping content in there. It's a cool place to meet other dudes that are kind of going through the same place in their life. And you can find me on social media at my, just my name, Ian Lobos or Ian.Lobos on Instagram. We'll definitely be sure to plug all that in the description here. And to your point earlier, like the, the question that I constantly am always asking myself, I have it written all over whiteboards, post-it notes, all this stuff is, are my habits a reflection of who I want to become? Mm-hmm. It's that simple. If I can answer that question every single day and say yes, then I know I'm pushing the needle forward no matter how I feel. Then I can yeah. actually take the time to focus on my feelings because I know that I'm moving the needle forward all the time. And that's just constantly learning about what habits should you be consistent about and then tweaking it based upon you know, what you need at that time, like you were just saying. Yeah. And so with that being said, is there anything at the end of this that you want to leave our listeners with? If one pressing point specifically talking to men here, what do you want to leave our listeners, listeners with? Yeah. Like I said in the beginning, the, the feelings are fleeting, right? Formulas are forever. And we follow that to a T. And that the formula of does this serve me or does this not serve me is a fantastic thing to adopt into your life and adapt to you. No more good or bad, right or wrong. You take that out of your language and out of the formula of your life. You take that out of your language and your attitude and your behavior, and you start to understand things from a serving perspective based on who you're becoming and the results you want for your life, what kind of father you are, what kind of husband you are. When you can base everything off of, does this serve me or not? Does this serve my goals or not? Does this serve my health or not? Then you can make clear black and white decisions and not live in a gray area. And what happens is you start to accelerate and your habits accelerate. And so like, that's it. It's a very simple question. Does this serve my goals, my results, myself, my future self or not? And the answer you have to be honest with, and that's where the self-trust piece comes in. Do you trust yourself in order to make that decision, not beat yourself up in two days or an hour later? And if not, then you got work to do. We all have work to do. Yet if you haven't kicked that foundational, like that big, you know, snowball or rock starting to push up the hill, 
that's the work you got to start doing. And it's going to be tough and it's going to suck a little. And you're going to have to deal with some mom and dad shit and somebody who beat you up in high school or a girl that dumped you and crushed you. You're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to clear it out and eliminate it. And that's a part of our main formula, which is illuminate, eliminate, calibrate equals acceleration. The moment you can understand what's working, what's not working, what's missing from your life, what will work, what will serve, eliminate the stuff that's not working, not serving, start to calibrate in that new formula. There's no more grind and hustle. Acceleration happens naturally because you are now the human that can execute and operate the machine. It's just that easy. Boom. You reach yeah. exit velocity. Gravity is no yeah. longer holding you back. Right. Love it, brother. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on. I resonated so much. My pleasure. This podcast. I'm sure a lot of people out of our listeners did as well. So thank you so much, man. Looking forward to everything the future has in store for you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.